the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather, This man said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots. For it to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, they will look on him whom they have pierced. After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for the fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, 
came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Tonight, we travel into darkness. Yes, we travel into darkness. The altar was stripped last night. We have taken and clothed the altar in black. The pastor and the subdeacon are dressed in black as well. And later on tonight, we will hear the strepitous, which is a loud bang, a loud crashing sound coming from the altar that symbolizes that earthquake that happened after the death of the Son of God. Indeed, tonight, we enter into the darkness of death. We hear that hammer coming down hard upon that stake, piercing flesh. We hear about the blood. We hear about the agony, the groans, and the pain of Christ on that Good Friday long ago. Now, it would be easy to think that we are somehow trying to recreate a funeral for Jesus this evening during this service. However, that is not exactly what is going on. Jesus died some 2,000 years ago. No funeral is needed for him or necessary. Indeed, his death was long ago, but your death, yes, your death and my death are much closer. They are not too far away. Yes, darkness will soon come to each and every one of us. Darkness will come, and it will cast a heavy shadow over top of us, enveloping us and pulling us into the cold grave. And so tonight, we remember that death is our enemy. Death is not our friend, but our enemy. Death is our problem. Death is the great enemy of humanity, There's actually no stopping the power of death. It just keeps coming and claiming its victims time and time again, day after day after day. There's no stopping it. Modern medicine has not found a solution to stop death. Anti-aging creams can only prolong the effects and the looks of death upon a face. Plastic surgery only conceals death for a moment. We can run from death, my friends. We certainly can try to run, as many do in our culture, but we cannot hide from death. For the older that we get, the darker the shadow of death becomes. And the darker that the shadow of death becomes, the uglier and the meaner death seems to be. And the more death snarls at us, the more we feel powerless and even fearful of death. And just when we think that the shadow of death is as dark as it may be, from those shadows of death, from that lurking shadow, emerges something called sin. Yes, sin, it creeps out of those shadows of death. Now, dear friends, we must never forget that beneath beneath death is sin. 
When sin is fully grown, it actually is that which brings forth death. Sin consumes and it destroys. It wreaks havoc on all of us. Sin, it brings spiritual death. It brings temporal death. It brings eternal death. It brings diseases and miseries and so forth, showing no mercy. So when the shadow of death descends heavily upon you, Realize that it is a strangling of life. It is a strangling of life out of you, not merely from the outside, but from within because we are all infected with this virus of sin. Now, to make things worse, the devil, he also rejoices and he parades around and he skips around in the shadows of death. He's the ruler of darkness, by the way. He's the ruler of darkness, and he, so he parades around with death, celebrating the darkness. And so when death presses upon us, oh, that sly serpent, the devil himself, is eager to press down upon us with accusations and scorn and laughter as well. The devil digs out every sin that we've ever committed, and he takes that sin and he casts it before our eyes, and he presses these sins down upon our soul to condemn us. The devil shows no mercy when the shadow of death comes. He attacks and he slanders and he oppresses, for he's the sly, evil foe. Even though he masquerades around as an angel of light, he is of darkness and he is evil. He is evil to the core. Now, there's no doubt about it. Death is indeed the biggest struggle that humanity knows. There's nothing, I repeat, there's nothing more powerful than death itself in this life under the sun. And tonight we come face to face with this great power here in this service. In fact, tonight we do not merely stare into the darkness of death, but we travel into the darkness of death in this Good Friday service. Yes, we travel into the darkness of death this evening Because we know that the only way to make it through this darkness and not succumb to the despair of death is that we must walk into it and through it with Christ, with the Son of God. Now, dear friends, we must never forget that the death of Jesus Christ, the death of the Son of God, is our death. It is my death. It is your death. Jesus, the righteous and the innocent man, had to tremble and he had to fear like a poor condemned sinner and in his tender, innocent heart, he had to feel God's wrath and his judgment over sin, taste for us eternal death and damnation, and in short, suffer all that a condemned sinner has deserved and must suffer, eternally speaking. On that cross... Jesus had to experience hell's fire. On that cross, he had to experience the terror of death, the devil's fiery darts, and the painful bite of the jaws of death. He experienced all of this for you and for me too, in our place and on our behalf. It is like this. For one time, for one and only one time in the whole history of our human race, there was a death of one whom sin, get this, had no hold. You see, the death of Christ is different than ours. Death had no hold and sin had no hold on Jesus whatsoever. Death had no right to Jesus. Yet as we celebrate this holy evening, Jesus gave himself up 
to death. And he did this so that he could bring you out of death itself. Are you beginning to see just how brilliant this is? How masterful this whole plan of salvation is for you and for me? Into the darkness of this night, death swallowed down another apparent, I say apparent victim. However, Jesus was unlike all the others that had died and gone before him. He's unlike the others that death had eaten before. Jesus was true human flesh. He was nailed to the cross. He bled. He suffered. He cried just like any other person would on a cross. And from the perspective of death, Jesus seemed to act and die like everyone else. However, hidden, yes, hidden under that flesh of Jesus was a light that no darkness, a light that no darkness could overcome. Hidden under the flesh was no mere mortal, no mere mortal, but the Son of God, the divine Son of God. And so when the Son of God gave himself over to death, and when death licked its lips and devoured down the Son of God, it may have seemed that it was all over that death had consumed another helpless victim. However, (laughs) however, this could not be further from the truth. For into the dense darkness of death, Jesus let loose light, light that darkness could not overcome. Blessed baptized saints, your Jesus, yes, your Jesus, goes into the darkness that you will have to go into as well. And because you will go into the darkness with him, you have nothing to fear from the devil and his pathetic, yes, pathetic lies. As the darkness could not hold your Jesus, so it will not hold you as well. As the darkness had no claim on Jesus, so by the innocent shedding of his blood, darkness has lost all of its claims upon you and me too. His blood has covered all of you and all of your sins forever. You are his. Surely your sins and my sins as well put us into the grave, but your baptism joins you to Jesus' grave, a grave that not only has death, but it also leads to resurrection and new life. Tonight, we enter into the darkness. Tonight, we remember that Jesus went into the darkness before us and with us. And so we go into the darkness of Good Friday, and we travel towards the darkness of our own death, knowing that we will go through darkness with Jesus. We will go through the shadows of death, fearing no evil, for Jesus is with us. We will walk into death and through it and out of it, For Jesus has overcome the devil himself. He's overcome sin and death, the great enemy. Tonight we remember the death of the Son of God. But we also remember the destruction of death, the destruction of death itself. We remember forgiveness of sins accomplished for us on that cross. We remember all of this. And by faith, we confess together as his people, I shall not be afraid, for the Lord Jesus Christ is for me in his life and in his very death. 
Yes, we have gone into the darkness of Good Friday. And tonight, we will arise from our pews and we will go forward towards Sunday, where on Sunday we will hear about Christ and so much more in store for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.